everybody. Welcome to the PC Perspective Podcast. This is episode 315. They record on August 27th, 2014. I'm Ryan Shrout. I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. Hey, everybody. I'm Josh Walrath. And I'm Alan Malventano. And uh, it's been a week. It's time to talk about hardware news and the such. Uh, first, I'm going to start out with a bit of a disappointing note. Uh, I was scheduled to get the gigabit fiber installed at the office on Tuesday. Oh, this yeah, past yeah, Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, that would Where's the be, modem? That would be yesterday. Where's the modem? Actually, uh, it's over there. We got a modem. Someplace. Um, and what do you mean? I'm on the gigabit right now. They not, didn't give you access to it? Yeah. <laughs> it's not plugged in anything. An installer came into the office and he goes, okay, well, show me where the equipment is. I take it back here to that infamous cabinet with the uh, hanging gigabit switch where we had the thousand foot of Ethernet cable going in. <coughs> gorilla glued to the wall. Uh, it's gorilla glued. No, it's gorilla glued to hinges. pants. It's glued oh, to hinges, and the tech. hinges is attached to the wall. That's high tech. Because you got to have the hinge to bring it up so you yes. can go up, right? Yes, I see. Um, anyway, he goes, oh, yeah, where's the, uh, where's the ONT? Mm. I said, I don't, I don't know. Like, I thought that's what you were here for. He for goes, oh, no. I don't know what an ONT is? An ONT is the optical network terminal. Uh-huh. It is where essentially you plug in the modem. Where, the net, where the optical cable stops and it goes into something else. Yep. Terminal. Uh-huh. And he goes, oh, no, we got a separate contractor that comes out and actually – does that work to bring the ONT into the building? Uh-huh. And then I just kind of come in with the modem and plug it in and set it up all the IP and get all that, you know, the service up and running. And yep. I said, okay, great. When's he going to be here? And he's uh-huh. like, yeah, I don't know. He's supposed to be here before me. I guess we'll give you a call later. Yep. And I was like, you guys suck. Did someone take Christmas away from you? It, was, it felt like that. It's the second time in a row. And I had to be here at 745 in the morning. Yeah. Oh, forbid. And I don't usually – I'm not awake at 7.45 in the morning, let alone at my place of business. But like, doing if you things? were going to get gigabit, you might be kind of excited. I was really excited. Yeah. It's like, ooh, and gigabit. And then like he was you know, he was 20 minutes late or something. And I was yeah, starting to lose hope. not bad. I was starting to lose hope. And then he like showed up. And he's like, hey, I'm here for some side. But I was like, yay. <laughs> and then right as Hallelujah was playing. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, we can't do any of that. The Price is Right fail horn. Like, you've it. got to be kidding me. So that will be rescheduled to next week. And uh, uh, yeah. somebody's going to drill through this wall behind us and bring an ONT and put it right over there. And then we'll hopefully, then, hopefully they trash your background. Then we'll have no, no, yeah. no, no, no. It's, it's going to be above the ceiling tile. So we'll be fine. Poor Ryan, all these troubles with your new hot tub and your new gigabit inter- Ethernet. Oh, How am just, I going to make it? It's 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 pretty bad. Uh, I will, and, and I can't even really complain about it because I am literally the third person in the city of Cincinnati. Not figuratively, not, not figuratively, literally. not even Cincinnati. literally, not even in Cincinnati. Not metaphorically, and you're getting it. Well, in the Cincinnati market, I'm the third company to get right. it, so I can't even be like call well, somebody. Like, How I can't believe blah blah. It's like no, they're like, you're and the also third. you're not going to be charged anymore. Yeah. They're like you're the third dude than what you have now. So yeah. I just kind of. I'll be disappointed. I'll be excited again next week. Yeah. Did you get yeah. your supercharger installed as well? Did they did they uh, put that off in front of the building? No, no. no. Actually, that's where the modem ended up. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Anyway, um, so uh, this is uh, you know it's a podcast. We talk about hardware sometimes. Uh, we do record this live on Wednesdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Uh, figure that out in your own time zones. Uh, but if you are curious how you can be here live, if you're watching this after the fact, you're listening to it after the fact. Uh, if you go to pcper.com/slash/subscribe and fill out this little tiny mailing list, this little tiny form. It is name and email address, and literally this is all we use it for. Is we send you an email when we're about to go live, sometimes literally, minutes, sometimes an hour beforehand. 
Um, and I might say that if you go to this URL and sign up for it, you definitely should. Uh, it may be more interesting in the next four to five weeks than uh, it has been for the last several months. So that's literally it's a, be more interesting. Literally, literally more interesting because uh, you know there will be some changes where Josh won't be on it. Yeah, and therefore. <laughs> Therefore, by uh, default, will th- be more interesting. There's a lot of hardware and stuff happening, and in fact, uh, short tease. This Friday we have an upcoming live stream, which mm-hmm. I think it's on the schedule now. Yeah, here, go back to this page here, Ken. You'll see uh, on uh, August 29th at 12:30 Pacific, 3:30 Eastern, we have an Intel live stream. Yeah, an Intel live stream. If you pay attention to the rest of the episode, you might get a little bit of an idea. About what we're gonna talk about, mm-hmm. uh, there will. And you forgot uh, to rebrand Twitch for next week. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Amazon uh, computer hardware, a- Amazon Hour, will be uh, on Thursday. Yes. Um, Ack. We'll have uh, Matt <laughs> Matt Dunford from Intel will be joining us on the stream, so that'll be cool um, through Skype. And then uh, the I have another one I think between now and then, but this is the only one that's confirmed. September 26th, uh, Jacob from EVGA will be coming out to the studio. Mm-hmm. And we'll be doing a stream about, uh, well, um, hardware. Uh, hardware. There new will, SSD? There, no, it's not an <laughs> SSD. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about mice. We'll talk about power supplies. We'll talk about um, uh, motherboards. Stuff they make. And stuff. We'll talk about other stuff. So on, on September 26th, yeah. I'm not sure exactly the time yet, but we'll have another one there. And, we'll, and EVGA has already promised, like, they said, we want to give away a lot of stuff on the stream. And I said, we can absolutely do that. Maybe some stuff that's announced between now and then? Uh, I hope so. Maybe? I hope so. No. Um, Might be worth uh, tuning in. Alan, you can't win. So pcper.com slash subscribe. Go there, fill out here. that mailing list. <laughs> Uh, and so you will know when those events are going to happen. And for like big events like that, I may send out one like a couple of days before, just so you have a little bit of a heads up if uh, things are changing. So um, what I'm saying is, you should maybe you should maybe do that. Okay, just saying. Um, all right, let's talk about some reviews that happened. Oh, I missed. Oh man, oh, I missed one on the rundown. That's it. It's okay. Oh. Let's talk about AMD Radeon, uh, the R7 series. Uh, yeah. We're, uh, no, we're going to oh. talk about AMD Radeon SSD. It says it on the on the oh. screen. So not R seven right here. Not a R seven two sixty five over there. This which is which would be a video card. AMD Radeon R seven SSD. Uh huh. Um, I don't know, Alan. You wrote their article. Tell me about yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. So um, one hundred and twenty eight two fifty six five twelve gig. Nope. No. Try again. Mm. How about two forty four eighty and one twenty? Oh. Okay. There you go, that one. Yeah. This Where one. have you been? It's been one. such a long time. It was August twenty first when yeah, we wrote this review. Oh, Those are the, the same long. increments that you see on like the other OCZ SSDs. Correct. And uh, that's because it has the same controller in it. Okay, so what do, I mean, what are we talk about? This is an AMD branded SSD. They're not being cagey about the fact that this is built on OCZ technology. It's built by OCZ. It's got an IndyLynx controller in it. Uh-huh. Okay, so. Let's do a quick ramp, right? You have the OCZ Arc that just got released. Okay. Okay. That was the uh, non-overclocked version of the Barefoot. Okay. Right? M00, M0, M10. The 10. Yeah. So that's like the slower one. Okay. And the overclocked one is actually M00. I don't know why, why it goes down, but Double it does. Double zero, man. That's awesome. Okay. So you had a, a slower Arc version with cheaper flash... That sort of thing, like mm-hmm. the A19 nanometer flash and trying to be low cost, right? Okay. Yep. Next step up was the Vector 460, 
right? And then it was the vertex. Or sorry, the vertex you've 160. Got, you've got the vector yeah, 150. Now even I'm. Yeah, I know. So it goes arc. No, it's actually. And then vertex 460. Vertex 460. Yep. Which is also here, not overclocked. Diagram here. Right, not overclocked. And then you had the uh, vector, which was overclocked. Yep. Right. The vector 150. Vector 150. And we're talking about series, not capacities. Right. This has nothing to do with the actual <laughs> capacities of them. Uh, those are all available in all those numbers, Ryan said earlier. 122, 40, 480. Yes. Gigabyte. All those. Okay. Uh, so there was kind of room for another one of the overclocked version? M00. Yeah, the M00. Yep. Barefoot 3. Right, right, so that's what we're looking at with the Radeon R7 series SSD. Yep. And you had some, uh, you know, a three-year warranty on the Vertex and a five-year bring up, warranty. Bring up the slide, Ken, because I think this shows you, like... Yeah, see? The, the performance here is very close. Three-year warranty, five-year warranty on the... The Five on the vector, the vector, four on yeah. the AMD, three yeah. on the Vertex. Yeah, so they kind of stuck it right in the middle. Yep. And they're just like, all right, so we'll rate it for uh, a gig per day in the middle of that, which is 30 gig per day. <laughs> we'll still use the overclock controller. Mm-hmm. Pull that from the vector, right? Use the A19 nanometer MLC from the ARC. Mm-hmm. Okay, and hopefully make like kind of a, you know, hybridy. Hybridy. Well, not hybrid. In between hybrid. drive. That's, that's a bad okay. word. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. So what are the I mean what are the I mean the performance expectations as I look at the spec sheets here are like 550 megabytes read um, anywhere from 470 at the lowest capacity to 530 megabytes per second writes yep. at the highest capacity um, IOPS are pretty good across the board going from 85k to 100k mm-hmm. um, these are all impressive numbers the kind of the issue we have is they're not unique numbers because they're so similar to so many other products in yes. the OCZ family yes. Of SSDs, and we actually put all of the other versions of that controller that we had in the form of other drives mm-hmm. in with this, you know, with the results of this review to see how it compared, and really it was pretty much the same, right? It was yeah. very, very, very similar. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the, if you look like at this iometer result, and I picked this one only because it has kind of a unique quirk in it that allows you to see everything specifically. Yeah, but if you look at this bunch, this bluish, pinkish. Purplish, and then there's a green in there somewhere too, but it's yep. kind of harder to see. And then you'll notice the lines. They and then you'll notice that that radon very similar. That radon R7 goes a little bit faster than the vector, but you have to realize we're comparing the 240 gigabit gigabyte uh, vector versus the 480 gigabyte R7. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so it gives it a little bit of a nudge okay. in like the iOS per oh, second. I see, I see. Right. Yeah. Um, so really, the only places where it did excel, it was kind of expected to excel a little bit. Otherwise, it would have just been basically the same results. Right. Um, so then, I guess what it boils down to is, well, if they're mostly the same results, uh, what was the ARC going for, right? When we talked about the ARC last week, and that mm-hmm. was around 50 cents a gig. Yeah. Right? That was like the high, the it was high a, capacity It was model. a low-cost uh, well, solution. The arc was their low for cost. barefoot, right? It's right. it's it's the lowest we've seen uh, OCZ barefoot controller launch mm-hmm. in a product packaged, you know, lowest cost per gig, right? And now you look at this one, and the cheapest that one is is fifty eight cents a gig. Now, granted, the performance might be just a little bit higher, and the warranty might be a little bit higher, right? But does that really matter for? Consumers, I'm trying to look up some of the actual SSD prices. So they on Newegg, they still list as upcoming soon. Yep, they're on uh, Amazon, uh, but they're within just a couple of bucks of the MSRP, okay. the launch MSRP. Two hundred eighty nine dollars for the four hundred eighty gig drive. Yeah, 
Right. So it's not like the prices have come down. It launched a week ago. I was kind of hoping after the review that yeah. you know, we were even we're talking in the office We're about 10 bucks less here. on Newegg than, than what uh, the MSRPs are. It, for the 512 gig, yes. 480. It's, it's running. Or sorry. Oh, yeah. We got to change that. that number on there. Yeah, I got to fix that. Um, yeah. So, so okay. Let me, let, me ask, let me ask Josh this then. Um, okay. What do you think about the idea of AMD even releasing the product at all? Right, and then attaching the Radeon brand, and then attaching the R7 brand to it. Uh, you know they've they've done it with memory. Yeah. So it's not a big jump. I mean, solid state drives are not. It's not like they're going out there and saying, "Hey, let's get a uh, a spindle based hard drive and slap a Radeon on it." I mean, it's yeah. Nah, I don't think they will, which is good. I mean, I mean, does it does it make sense at the end of the day? Does it make sense to have Radeon memory? Maybe that was kind of a cool a, idea, a right? Kind, but I mean, because they package it with this caching thing as well, with their software. They, mm, that's yeah. software, and, and, and it was one of three because they did three different types. Of which one was Radeon, but they did gaming, and I think the other third was enthusiast and basic yeah, or, or like uh, yeah. entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that was kind of you know. It had like more of a purpose, I see, than this. What do you think AMD's right. goal is in releasing an SSD? They don't think they're going to have a huge profit increase because of SSDs, do they? Like, OCZ is, is making it, building it, supporting it, probably distributing it. Like, AMD is, is just the name attached to it. Is it simply a, you know, we want to. You know, they're making money off of the Radeon name, and they don't have a whole lot of liability behind it other than saying, hey, let's order 10,000 drives from you. You can send to Newegg, Tiger Direct, whatever. It's a fairly low number that we can, we can handle in a quarter, yeah. and more than likely you'll, you'll sell them off, and people will get on Twitter take pictures of, hey, I'm an AMD fan, and I'm part of right. the AMD red team, and I've got my AMD <laughs> memory and my R9-290X, and look at this brand new R7 Radeon SSD. Look at yeah. that cool-looking graphics on the cover. And I bought them all as a, a triplet on Newegg, like as a special, a bundle deal. That's the only thing I can really think of, is that, yep. that that's kind of the goal, right, is to yeah. have as much AMD branded stuff in your system. Not because it's better product. Like AMD memory was fine memory, but it's not better than other memory. This right. SSD is a fine SSD, but it's not better than other SSDs out there. Right. It's not like, you know, like with the 290Xs and the graphics card market. Mm-hmm. It's not literally attempting to dominate the market. So, and the other issue right now is it's like the current going prices for the vector are identical to this. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean you're right. Like, if you look at it in a, in a from OCZ's perspective, yeah, it kind of doesn't make any sense to have the product here, and I think that's why it's not their brand, right? Yeah, yeah they don't, no, I get it. It's not going to show up on their website. It's not going to show up when you look up OCZ SSD on Newegg. And I think that was kind of part of the issue was, you know, if you're OCZ, you don't want to give up one of your product segmentations. Yeah, yeah, but okay. Let me, let me interrupt here and ask. How's the SATA 6 environment for SSDs right now? I mean, it's pretty saturated. It's saturated? It's saturated, it's saturated and, but it's very competitive on cost per gig for launching drives, right? You have and not other, only that, but, but performance is... It's hard to stand the out. The Marvell drive is just performing as well, is, is a little bit better in Sandforce with the latest firmware. Yeah. Uh, the new the, the Marvell. Uh, Samsung 840s and 850s. Yeah. 
do perfectly fine. They're all in the same batch. So yeah. if AMD comes to you and said, you know what, I realize you're making these, and what if we brand them and we buy a certain lot? And if you're OCZ and you have production capacity and you're not expecting to sell that many, but AMD comes in and starts throwing money at you, what are you going to do? Yeah, sure. I mean, How, I see that. Yeah, I mean, I get it. From, like I said, I get it from OCZ's perspective. If AMD was kind of, I'm sure AMD was the aggressor in this relationship. Yeah. Like, hey, we're looking well, for a partner to do this. It also gives them a chance to test a different kind of uh, NAND. The A19 nanometer? Yeah. I That's mean, already it's not in the arc. hugely different, but hey, it's the only one I've seen with it. No, it's already in the arc, which launched yeah. a week before. Oh, okay. Right. Um, but I, I guess and I think I guess, that's actually why they delayed the launch of the arc. To be yeah. honest, as well, I think so kinda, too. Yeah, but 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 my kind of argument on this is more of a generality. It's not against OCZ or AMD or anybody in particular. It's like if you're going to launch a new model at this point, mm-hmm. you have to have a competitive cost per gig, or you have to completely just blow everybody away on performance. Well, no, you don't like, or you have a brand that people <laughs> know, right? And so, my guess is that. They will sell Radeon graphics cards, and there will be uh, you may also likes on Amazon, or people also bought on Newegg or whatever yeah, it is, right? Yeah. And they and maybe they get smart and they sell bundles of the stuff because, like, like I don't want to talk about where I don't want people to think we're talking bad about the drive. It's still a good SSD. No, it's a good it drive. It performs well. Yeah. Um, its cost is okay. It's not great. Um, right. But it's reasonable. It's not super expensive, right? It doesn't stand out of the of, of the realm that way. It's just kind of an SSD. It's yeah. kind of like it could be there, it could not, and it's not really going to hurt the market one way or the other. There, there really wasn't anything like usually when there's some new model of something that comes out. There's usually something. A reason why. Yeah. yeah. Something stands out. The reason right. why in this is AMD wanted to brand something. Yeah. And I, think, and I think that's fair. It's good for OCZ and it's probably good for AMD in the long run. I just don't think it will be really important in the long run to either company. Right. Alan, let me ask you a question. Yes. How many of the first-generation IndyLynx drives did you have from different manufacturers? First-gen IndyLynx? Yeah. There, was only, there wasn't that many. I thought I remember you had like a stack. No, that was Sandforce. Okay, well, never mind then. Sandforce, <laughs> okay, Sandforce, Sandforce did the whole rebranding thing. <laughs> First-generation. Right? First-gen IndyLynx was like it was in OCZ's drives. That was pretty much mainly OCZ's drives. Remember initially? That's why, it's, that's why it made sense for them to buy it, I guess. The, the initial yeah. Vertex, right, wasn't it? I thought. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I am I not no, the chief initial, solid the state initial editor. Ver- I'm yeah. not chief storage editor at PC Perspectives. So. Chief said that, that was He's another He's got a mind like a mousetrap. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, go check out the review. You can look at all the performance numbers and everything, but... It's a good SSD. If you find it as on a good deal or you find it bundled with something like, hey, you buy an R9-285 and you get $25 off this SSD, hey, yep. go ahead and do it. It's not a bad, it's not a bad thing. Just hey, a thing. you buy the Samsung 4K display, you get this 250-gig 840 Evo it's so like weird. we saw this week. It's so weird. You, you, buy, was- you buy a Samsung monitor, you get a uh, – to be honest, to be fair, though, AM- actually, ironically, AMD was selling – it was an AMD Newegg deal where if you bought a 295X2 – you got a 500 gig 840 Evo for free as well. <laughs> Whoops! Maybe they canceled that, and now they—that's nice. Now actually. you know. Now you know why. Let's talk about something else. Um, if you listen to our uh, QuakeCon podcast, <laughs> Maury sorry. was on, and he, he told us a story. It was a little. It was a tale of pain and of suffering. Woe. 
uh, and about how he broke his processor and his leg. And I want to show you. I want to show you how he broke his <laughs> processor. So this is a vice. And this is a block of wood, <laughs> and that is a 4770K. Wait, he didn't break it at that moment. He didn't. I'm not positive he didn't. I- I'm probably pretty sure he didn't. Yeah. But, you know, it was probably when he put the, that cooler on the yeah, bare die. Put the heat sink on the bare die, yeah. So I, we don't need to walk through the step-by-step of this, but if you are interested in the process of delitting an Intel Haswell CPU... We have an article you for need you. to read this thing, right? Yeah. He kind of goes over. Uh, well, this picture is just I just love that picture. That is awesome. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. <laughs> and as the commenters, he's, he's laying the wood to that processor, <laughs> if is. you know and, what I mean. As the commenters mentioned, scroll up again, Ryan. Yep. Don't use the cut side of the wood. Use the like the smooth the, side of the wood. This side, not it. this side. So you yeah. don't crack. Uh, so, something Whatever. I forget. Yeah, no, I, I saw that too. So the razor method, that's for lamos, right? So you got to use the vice We had an article method. on that too at one point, didn't the we? The razor method? Maybe. Yeah, I thought I we did. Know. But I mean, look at that. Why would you put your processor in a vice? Uh, Why would no. you do that? In his defense, it's a big hunk of metal part of the processor. Oh, boy. And this is what it looks like when it's delitted. It's the part of the processor he didn't want. I know. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but there's so many important things underneath there. Well, I wouldn't put the important things in the vice. Just saying. So you basically squeeze it, shit pops off. You're done. Yeah. Well, come on, we used to draw on it with conductive ink. <laughs> Hit it with a hammer. I used to know. draw on it with a number two lead pencil. Well, wait, listen. Yeah. Those came without lids. You didn't have to put them in That's the right. vice before you could draw yeah, on them. Nice. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, and then this is what... <laughs> more used to attempt to protect the die after it's naked. And that's what it's meant for. It's what it's meant. It's, it's a D-lid die guard. Yes. And it sits on the yes, processor like that. it tells like you right it. there it's going to die. Yeah. Yes. Die! <laughs> so it sits on there and the idea is that it will you know, keep the... Uh, from the days of the Thunderbird where the die was very tiny mm-hmm. and your heatsink was very not. Mm-hmm. And uh, like you, you had to put it on. It always, like the way the heatsink retention mechanism was functioned was horrible yeah. because you put it on there and you had to push down on one side so all yeah. the force is on this side going directly on the and corner the, and the of die, the die and the die was like the corner of the die like that's was, i never broke on. a die yeah. what is wrong with i you? broke two but then when you were ha. using the screwdriver to cut the other it went straight through the motherboard <laughs> yeah that sounds pretty awesome too I, I did nick some uh some memory traces once and yeah. putting on a heat this sandwich. is a cracked die by the way yeah Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't do that. No. Go read that story. It's it's interesting and fun. Even if you have no intention, I mean, he very much says in this uh, uh, article that you probably you probably shouldn't do it. Uh, <laughs> your mileage may vary on this, but if you do decide to delid your processor, I'd recommend going with the heat spreader approach and not even attempt to direct die cooling. So that's where you change the thermal paste and put the. The heat spreader back on. And, and you definitely, definitely should not decide it to do this. It could be a costly adventure. You should not decide <laughs> to do this before transiting that PC to mm, QuakeCon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you should not try mm-hmm. to f- replace the PC on a very dark QuakeCon showroom floor. Whatever. He did it while he was waiting in line. Oh. Like, even better. You line. should not decide to do it then. Yeah. And then if you do, you might actually like break some pins off on the socket. Ah, it's easy. And then you might have to replace the motherboard. Maury's got lots of motherboards. And, oh, by That's the way, it was a water-cold system, so plumbing was involved. Yeah. Well, he just comes clamps, he just pour that water. He was on carpet, so he just poured on the carpet, and he'd move on. And then he almost broke his leg on a handicap ramp. 
As unrelated to the dust. Unrelated it was all within the same 24-hour window. Yeah, he had a bad day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a bad day. Uh, you know, going on about this. Yeah. When I first got the, the some of the first exposed die AMD processors, I was really excited. Yeah. Here's this, you know, Thunderbird mm-hmm. core running at 900 megahertz. And I had this Peltier um, cooler. And I thought, oh, boy, I'm going to just go to town on this thing. Yeah, you are. <laughs> it would barely even boot up and run anything. And come to find out, it was just the bare Peltier. And with such a small die, it could not cool it enough. You had to get like a cold plate yeah. in between. And so I was, I was really bummed. I was like, physics, you failed me yet again. Yeah. Yeah, well, physics is a bitch. What can I say? Yeah. Uh, let's do a... Still- uh, uh, go ahead. I think I've still got that cooler. Mm, Bust it out. Nah. We want to see it. No, nah, I, I want to cross off the nah. bingo square. Uh, yeah, Lee Fit did a follow up. Uh, last week we talked about the first story here of the Cooler Master Half Stacker 935. This time he has part two of this story out. So if you look at it, uh, it is basically rather than just going over all the specifications. Hey, speaking of uh, yeah, look at that. That's a coolers. It's a dual Peltier. That's right. Mm-hmm. Lee doesn't do anything half-assed. If there's one thing I'll say about Lee. So he Wait, doesn't do anything half It's the dual Peltier, and then there's a water circuit going through it? You know I it. think it's an alcohol circuit. He's dual Peltiering to an alcohol cooler. It says loop. water chiller right here. Oh, it's, a, it, it's definitely a water chiller. It has frost coming off of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Could refrigerate my house with that thing. Hey, you know, like I said, he doesn't do anything yeah, part that's, way. That's so now in this version of the story, what you do is if you kind of run through these pages here, he talks about actually installing components in each of these different systems, in each of these different configurations, showing you motherboard layouts, showing you power supply layouts. I do kind of like the idea of the SSD kind of being mounted in this dead space Yeah, on the back. It's not doing anything else. It's a neat little placement for that. Uh, he's got a couple of Titans in there. No problems with storage, obviously, or uh, uh, with capacity there. Um, and that is like the f- kind of full-size case portion of this design. Hey, optical drives, they're still a thing. Um, where are we at here? Let's go back down to the mini options. Here we go. I'm going to see this. So if you look at the mini ITX portion of this, he goes into the top-mounted version with the, uh, the, the mini ITX board here. Top-mounted power supply. Got that C-Sonic unit. Um, oh, he'd still fit a Titan in there. Where's huh. the side shot here? Hard drives and SSD bays. Lots of space there. And he even gets into... Let's, let's just do this. Let's just go to the TEC water cooling system. Wow. Yeah. If you if, See, there you go. Two 156-watt uh, Peltier. How do we say that? Uh, you can go either way. Peltier. I'm going to go Peltier. I'm Peltier. Very, I feel French today. Uh, Peltier water chiller, minus 28 degrees Fahrenheit. And then, uh, yeah, you can see this this layout. I mean, look at this lab. Look at that stuff. Wait. And then he's going to stick that in that case? Yeah. Well, why not? See? Look. Half stacker 915. Yeah. He's got the diagrams here about the fan placement. Uh, yeah. He's got the, the water block. Yep, yep. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Yep. Got all those things. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh huh. 156 watt Peltier. Uh huh. All right. Note one. Uh, these are sound important. Nah. So this looks like, I guess this is what he's doing. Uh, this is freaking amazing. You should have brought this what to What he's doing time. next for part three, I think, oh. is actually doing the installation. TEC power supply separate. Um, 
Yeah. No, there's, there's, there's pumping there's it. Some stuff in there. He's he's showing you like so. Basically, actually, I think I did miss the page that showed the water cooling uh, options here because there's a lot of room in these cases, especially once you start getting them at this. So here is the 915 with the uh, is that a 360? Yeah, uh, radiator mounted to the side, and uh, you know you can basically put as much water cooling as you want into these top portions without affecting anything about airflow yeah. or component selection in the case below. Who needs airflow when you're water cooling? Right, so there's negative this... 20 degrees. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, I mean, you can see the water block there, and then you've got the, the radiator up there, and, I mean, the pump sitting in front of it. And this yeah. is, you know, you could use this stuff with regular water cooling. You don't sure. have to get crazy dumb and do... I, that's well, not dumb. Can. That's amazing. Chill. Well, I mean, it's crazy dumb, but it's awesome. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's... Yeah, it's like 128 gigs of memory in your... System, right? It's crazy dumb, but sure, why not? Because you can. Yeah. It's it's a pretty cool experiment. I'm excited to see what kind of the, the third part is when he gets all that. I mean, Lee lives running. close. We're going to have to go see this. We'll probably have him bring him here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll, Are we'll, you sure that, that first uh, going through the, the Peltier is not a uh, glycol based? Uh, I don't know. On, on the warmer side, it's probably glycol. Mm-hmm. Well, no, probably in the colder because glycol has a lower freezing point, correct? Yeah, what, negative, negative Fahrenheit? You're kind of pushing it. It might be pure glycol. I don't know what's happening anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, if you look at that picture, I mean, you've got Which one? This frozen one? stuff on the, uh, and if it's got water going through there, it's going to freeze. If it was regular water. Yeah, it's obviously yeah, not it's water. it's got to be a glycol or, or alcohol. Anyway, it could be. How about we ask what Lee, is, Lee we will and, ask and, and, and get answers. After Altair, part hot side, res, res, damn it. I wish he would show us these things because, funny, you mentioned Peltier. Is it? Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. found it. That's it. That's my old K6. I think I bought it in 1998. Those those don't look like they were that good back then. <laughs> they kind of stunk, but boy, <laughs> you had you know the K6. It had a big die, and plus it had that you know kind of pseudo heat spreader on there. These work fine. Once yeah. you had bear die, you'd be lucky to cool a video card with something like that these days. Uh, you know, this would be kind of interesting to put on, like, you know, the, the cold plate on the back of a video card that has that and yeah. just let it sit there. I don't know. So the, the, let me tell you the funny story about this, about uh, what he wrote here for the, uh, the water side of this. So he doesn't talk about what fluid is actually used. But he says, one of my projects from his era about 10 to 12 years ago was building a thermoelectric water chiller. He used 256-watt 256 256 Peltier chips sandwiched between custom copper water blocks. Uh-huh. Two Meanwell uh, power supplies, dual pumps, radiators, and four very loud Delta fans. The end result was cold side water temperatures down to minus 28 uh, degrees Fahrenheit uh, with no loads. Made for some interesting overclocking runs, he, but he also required water. a lot of careful insulation to eliminate condensation. He said water temperatures. Yeah, I'm sure it just means fluid Some kind of water mix. Yeah. Uh, at the time, I considered trying to stuff all the components into a PC so we could take the rig on the road, but I didn't have one or even know of a case that was large enough to, to accommodate all the hardware. Fast forward 12 years. Uh, no longer has all of the components to build it, but now he has a case that could easily house everything. So it looks like he is not rebuilding Aww. it. But maybe we'll talk to him and figure out what he needs. We should we should do it. Yeah. There are many options and different ways to accomplish this. So be creative. <laughs> so he shows you what you put in the nine fifteen, what you put in the nine twenty five, and then in the other nine fifteen. 
Easy, guys. Easy stuff. Yeah. That's all. So for all those doubters things. that didn't understand what this case was for and why would you want such a large case, it's that's for why. that. It's for crazy science, boys. Yes. A uh, quick follow-up on our contest from last week. EVGA uh, gave away two Torque X10 mice. We gave away one live on the show last week, and uh, we announced, I will announce now, the winner, Benjamin D., Benjamin D., uh, who I sent an email to and has already replied with his information. You won the other, you already know this, you won the other EVGA Torque X10 mouse. Congratulations to you guys. We will have uh, no, no new contest this week, but coming up um, soon, we'll have some more to uh, include and throw in there as well. Let's get into uh, a couple of news items here. Um, last Friday, mm-hmm. is that right? Yeah. We did a live stream. Tom Peterson was here in the office sitting right in this very location. We did. It was awesome. Uh, uh, Alan ran the board. Yep. He was very excited, very proud. Uh, he did a good job. And we talked with Tom for a good while about uh, G-Sync, about G-Sync Surround, about uh, – we talked a little bit about tablets. We talked about uh, GPUs in general. Yep. And we had a really, really, really good Q&A session, I think, with we submitted did. questions in our comment threads. <clears throat> that I think were both very relevant and topical and fair and useful mm-hmm. information to ask. Uh, and if you missed that, we have the – it's only 83 minutes long, actually. Which is kind of uh, short by – By those. our live stream standards with Tom. Yeah. and Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's on the short side for sure. We talk about the potential added latency of G-Sync, uh, future needs – uh, for multiple DisplayPort connections on GeForce GPUs, upcoming 4K and 1080p G-Sync panels. Can G-Sync surround work through an MST hub? What happens to G-Sync when the frame rate exceeds panel refresh or drops below refresh? Uh, what does the memory of G-Sync module actually do? Uh, we demo the new Shield tablet and quite a bit more. So if you missed that, check out this video. It's on our page here. If you just look for PC Per Live Recap, NVIDIA G-Sync Surround Demo and QA, or go to youtube.com slash PCPer, and you'll see that uh, demo as well. We still have, uh, I, I'm finishing up a story on G-Sync Surround right now. Which is sitting right there. Yeah, it's still sitting right there. Um, just kind of going over my experiences of, of gaming with it over the weekend and, and playing around on it. So expect that for, uh, for next week's show, I guess. Sweet. All right, let's talk about some some stuff that's happening. Uh, Haswell E leaks apparently some X99 uh, motherboard manuals leaked from like Gigabyte or I think that's who it was. I don't remember exactly who it was. Um, just the manual? Yeah, just like a, a manual leaked, like a motherboard manual. And so in oh, it, but it gives you all the specs. And, and it is some information apparently. <laughs> just just a little bit of info. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy, what did you? Uh, what do you think? Well, Scott wrote this up, but what did they learn from? Yeah, it was a Gigabyte X99 motherboard manual. Well, uh, we learned that Haswell E is going to have some interesting choices of lanes. So for, and we'll get into the other spill, which also talks about how many lanes they're going to have. But it looks like uh, the 5820, or at least the boards which are going to have the 5820, aren't going to have quite as many lanes as we were hoping they will. But, I mean, you'll still get a What do you mean? You're talking, about, you're talking about PCI Express lanes. Like the processor yes. itself Sorry. won't have the same number of PCI and Express lanes? at the lanes? same time, the motherboards aren't going to be built quite the same way either. Or at least that's what we're seeing in this manual. Really? So if hmm. you buy the 5820, 
you'll be able to do a 16 buy on the first one. Mm-hmm. The second one is either unused or you split the bandwidth with the first one, bringing them both down to 8 buy. Mm-hmm. The third will be 8 buy, and the fourth is going to be 4 buy. So a little quick math there, and it's only 28, not 40. Hmm. The good news for the 5930Ks and above, they suggest that your motherboard will be able to handle 16 by 16 by an 8 by or 8 by 8 by 16 by an 8 by This is sort of interesting in that we were kind of hoping that Haswell E would have more PCIe Express lanes. But on the other hand, these are just the chip ones. So don't get worried. Your SATA Express is going to be fine. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see if this is actually the exact way that it comes out, because that's one of the fun things about these leaks is you should take it with some sodium chloride. But I think overall you can pretty much say that if you're buying a 5930 or better, you can think about a four-way card or a four-way card setup. On the other hand, if you're thinking about the slightly cheaper 5820, you're kind of looking at a three-card setup if you don't want to use up every single available lane that you've got on the CPU. Interesting, I guess, is all I will say. On the plus side, hey, they're all PCI 3.0. Yeah. There is that. It's interesting. Ivy Bridge and Sandy Bridge all had, no matter what SKU you bought, all had the same number of PCI Express lanes, 40. Yep. Um, the indication that there be some variance here is kind of, is kind of interesting. Hmm. And I, I will be curious, if this is the case, will people care? Like, will people that buy 5820 somehow f- feel tweeted? Tweeted. tweeted. They feel cheated. Yeah, he was, I was trying to say 20 at the same time. Yeah, because, I mean, Haswell has 16, right? So Still getting more. Twenty. If it's 20, what did you say, 28? Yeah. 28 more than 16. True. By it 12. It certainly is. By carrying the one, yeah, 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and there is, is another argument. Yeah. What GPU do you know of that actually uses the 16 by uh, PCIe 3.0? I would say today eight eight lanes of PCI three is fine. Yep. For even uh, you know three and four GPU configurations, um, you know we'll see in the future what GPUs are doing and what they're using that bandwidth for. Um, but yeah, today I, d- I don't think I think having Wouldn't well be, I guess uh, I guess the difference if you look at this table is not that you can do three or four GPUs, or it's not that <clears throat> any GPU well, you gets don't sixteen want to or eight. That but, fourth one in and four by. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like. You couldn't do four-way SLI or whatever with 4820. Right. right. Because that, that last one at 4X would probably be too slow. Yeah. Whereas with the 5930 and above, you're at least eight across the board. Yep. Then you can support it, right? So, Without having to use a PLX chip or anything funky. Yeah. And hopefully no so X99 you just boards do three-way do SLI and put a P3700 in the uh, by 4 slot. There you go. Yeah, that's true. You <laughs> can, see, you still got room for that. You still got that by 4 for that connection. So. Yeah. yeah. And don't forget, SSDs. Now want your PCI Express slots as well. Yeah, they do. Yep, get that M.2 in there. Uh, over the weekend on Saturday, AMD had a live event where they celebrated 30 years of gaming or something like that. Okay. Uh, it was hosted by our pal Richard Huddy, who came out here to visit us. Uh, not and last weekend. Not last weekend. He did not come to visit 30, us last week. 30 years of gaming? Don't they mean like actually about 15 to 16? No. Yeah, because that was... Rage 3D and gaming. Seriously? No, they went back uh, yeah. They went back as far as the Atari 2600 having an and, AMD ROM chip in it. Yeah. 
They really did. <laughs> and they even, right. Commodore, counts, right? they even said Commodore 64, which I don't recall ever seeing an AMD chip in a Commodore 64. Maybe there was. I don't know. But that's, I don't It could have been an unbranded part like, maybe, at that point. I don't know. I mean, you think 30, 30 could, years ago. It could be a UART chip. Some guy yeah. that works. <laughs> yeah. It could have been the UART. Why am I being in a Commie 64? Or would you just sort of admit that, yeah, we, you were there. Sorry. Might need to explain Josh's joke a little bit. The UART chip being the one thing that made the Commodore 64 painfully <laughs> slow at loading programs. So uh, what they did announce is the Radeon R9 285. Uh, if you look at my news post, it's actually uh, mistitled and has been updated. Uh, they did not announce a 290 or 285X. They only announced a 285. Okay. Um, What's the difference? But, well, performance. One doesn't exist. One doesn't oh. exist yet, and oh. one does. Okay. Like so, the 285X and 285 are both built on a new GPU, or in theory, are built on the same GPU called Tonga. And the the rumors have all been that Tonga has a chip that is 2,048 stream processors. Uh-huh. Well, all they've really announced is the 285, which is uh, 1,792 stream processors, which is the same shader count as 7970, which is the same shader count as the R9 280. So what's different? Um, we're not really sure yet. It is, it's a new ASIC, right? So it supports uh, uh, Crossfire XDMA. So it will have... Which is new for that, right? It's, it's new for it, yeah. The 290, 290X are the only ones that have That's support. That's where the cards talk far. to themselves without the PCI. CPU having to be involved. No, just through PCI instead of through a bridge. Yeah, it just mm-hmm. goes point to They point, support maybe. True Audio. Um, they would support... What else, Josh? What else are we... Uh, XDMA... Yeah, I just said that. XDMA, oh, True Audio, you, and there was like a third feature I thought that was... Well, they always talk about Mantle. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. technically everything does Mantle. So was it kind of like yeah. they're just refreshing, kind of, maybe, something it's, that was slower? It's kind of like that. So it's a smaller chip. It'll be more power efficient. Okay. Um, it has a 256-bit memory bus, I think, yes. instead of a 384-bit memory bus. Oh, so it's... It has FreeSync support, oh, right? Okay. That's yeah. right, because the 280 couldn't support yeah. FreeSync. So it's kind of like they're rolling some of these other features into whatever niche spot yes. that card sat It's before. a $249 card yeah. or so. Okay. And uh, it's interesting because it's not a new architecture, but it is a new ASIC when they're just kind of like... Yeah. It's kind of an odd thing, Josh. I don't know if this is new to me in the graphics or where they're just kind of like releasing a new chip. It's a new ASIC. And it's kind of got a couple of new features... Uh, and then, yeah, but it's, it's right it. in the meat of of the market, the 280 and what we assume will be well, the 285 and the 285X, which yeah. may or may not be showing up. But I mean, they've they've had a three year old chip there, two and a half year old chip uh, existing in there. They're trying to push Mantle, True Audio, uh, XDMA, and now FreeSync. Mm-hmm. And when you've got that whole meat market, pardon but the doesn't pun. It- but doesn't it seem odd to only release to only announce one part? So now you still have the two eighty X, the two seventy, the two seventy X, the two sixty five is out there that do not support these features. Yeah, right. And so it was bad enough I thought when we had the two ninety two ninety X and the two sixty X, and they had the separate feature set than what the two eighty two eighty X, two seventy two seventy X, two sixty five supported. Well, do you think they're just going to keep pushing back further with this? I, 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 I assume they will. Just do it all once. Like, just get it out there. Yeah. Like, maybe I they got a lot of parts to move. On wh- the other. What do you call the 265X rebrand? There's no 265X. What do you call the 265 rebrand? I don't know. <laughs> like, I just, I just don't. It just, it seems odd to me. It's, 
It's like five R two. It's like it's like these companies are Whoops. so afraid of the longevity of that. Know. Like they don't know how long these these cars are going to have to be in the market now, so they're just kind of like holding off as long as they can before they do it. I don't know. Well, it's a step it's sort of for them. Oh, sorry, Josh. No, well, I mean it's 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 a step. Sure, we got the uh, what two sixty, the two fifty. Yeah. I can't remember which album. Uh, well, Only definitely the 260, 260 and 260X. The 290X are the GCN 1.1 architectures with all that. Yeah. And so it seems like they're just filling in until they can get the 16 nanometer parts coming out at the uh, first of this next year. But doesn't it seem odd to just do one? Like, was there a release lower, one? Is this the lowest grade card that has all those other features now? No, the 260X mm, no. technically does, mm. but it's not really a like enthusiast gaming card. This one will be considered an enthusiast gaming card at a $250 price point. Uh, it'll offer much better performance than the 260X. Maybe did. they were just filling that hole. I don't know. But it's not. But it's not a hole. They're replacing the 280. Like it's going to come in at the exact same price point as the 280. 280 will go away. Yeah, yeah. but and they're filling a part. feature hole that yeah, they're the hoping to push, especially true audio. <laughs> I mean, they think that's kind of a killer app for them. I mean, yeah, sure, okay. all those support Mantle. And uh, the the XDMA is going to get rid of all the crossfire issues at this because who who in the hell crossfires two seventy Xs or two seventies? Not very many people. Two eighties, two eighty fives, otherwise known as the seventy nine fifty and seventy nine eighty eighty eighty. Yeah, uh, those were heavily crossfired. I mean, that's that's like the basis yeah. for a lot of the and somebody, uh, and enthusiast somebody the, guys. Somebody in the chat points out that it is a fifty or sixty watt TDP drop. Yeah. And if performance levels are the same, which I hope they are if they're pricing it the same, like if you don't do that, that's nuts. Then that is a good thing. Um, then that's good. It just seems it's like if you have this new GPU mm-hmm. that's ready, then give me the 285 to 25X, the 275 to 275X, and let's be done. Let's, let's, let's get it all out time. there. Well, here's the problem is – we don't really know their, their entire roadmap. Do they have no. the teams who would possibly be working on the 270, 275, or 270X refreshes? Are those guys not, in fact, perhaps working, yeah, maybe they're on, working on the you know, a 16-nanometer uh, Trigate I, process I for that product? But then you're going to re- – I don't know. Maybe. It, it just, hey, well, there's only, there's there's only so many the engineers right at AMD that they can push around. Yeah, but this seems like a much easier job, right? Tonga as a GPU is done. Cut it, make it smaller. Boom, done. Like you, like you take the same Tahiti GPU. Make 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 the what is it? Pit Karen is that the next step down? If I'm remembering yeah, right, right. Pit-Karen. You make Pit Karen for two seventy five and two seventy five X. And kind of, and but then, that is a and significant design. Not as significant uh, as doing sixteen nanometer changing process technology. Maybe doing oh, a new architecture. Like I don't know. It just seems odd. Like now, yeah. now when I talk about the 285 and the product stack, I'm gonna be like, "Well, there's a 280X, but there's also the 285, and the 280X is maybe a little bit better performer, but it doesn't support FreeSync, it doesn't support True yeah. Audio, it doesn't support XDMA, it draws more power. But the 270X that also doesn't do that. For the let lo- me let me posit this for you, POSIT, go for it. Posit. Um, what if they used all these groups to make the 285 that it can be easily shrunk? To 16, and so that then becomes the part which would be the successor. I think we're further away from 16 nanometer than you think. Well, we're about nine months. And if that's the case, this 285 is going to sit by itself for what, a year? 
that's not terrible for AMD. No, it's terrible for everybody yeah. else, especially if you're going to get me a prototype of FreeSync next month, right? Like your whole product stack is broken. It's just hey, let me let me tell you the whole product technology uh, thing is is seriously broken. I mean, even Intel is. I understand. I understand why. going off the rails. I understand with, why they are, they're in this problem, but I just think they yeah. could probably figure out a better way to. I don't know. They, they, they certainly should. aren't. Nvidia nor AMD aren't helping themselves on the naming schemes. This is no. getting ridiculous. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of it's kind of breaking things. Like, but. like how many architectures are in the 700 series? Right. I mean, in, in, in any effect, yeah, you've got the 750 Ti with Maxwell, and then you've got Kepler, and then you've got the. Yeah, but that's low end. Like, yeah, but they still sell Fermi GPUs yeah. under the same brand. So, eh. We'll know more about it on September second because they have, they have announced that's when it will go on sale, and so I will tell you my review will be ready on September second of the R nine twenty five. So, and then what really stinks is that there are other reviews on the second. Are there? I don't know. Mm. I wouldn't know. Mm. I'm not apprised of these situations. Uh, speaking of which, EVGA teased the. Uh, classified x99 micro atx motherboard um it's a pretty sweet looking motherboard right so evga uh hot on the heels of the gigabyte x99 manual leak decided to uh they posted a teaser photograph of an upcoming next generation micro atx motherboard on its instagram page Uh, how many pcie lanes does that have instagram well it depends on the processor Mm. The processor determines the PCIe lanes, not the motherboard. The motherboard just determines how they're laid out. So that would have at least, or at most, 40? Guessing? It could have, it would have at most 40, yes. Depends on which processor you buy. Yeah. It's a lot of lanes to cram on a uh, DDR4, multiple graphics cards. It's got three PCI Express slots, but you're only going to support two cards. Yeah, sure. It. It's got M2, it's got six out of three mm-hmm. ports, mm-hmm. and it's tiny. Yeah, Look at the is, little thing. That is tiny. <laughs> Let's see if this does this picture blow up. No, oh, man. Oh. I guess that's what you get when you post your photos to Instagram. Um, I, I like the all black kind of the kind of blackout design yep. of the board. I think it looks nice. Um, but I mean, you can see when when you see these X ninety nine boards, look how much of that board design. Considering this is a micro ATX board, how much of that is processors and DIM? Like yep. that is predetermined. You don't get a choice. You have to do this to support all the stuff that needs to be supported. And that stuff's not oh, really and by it. the way, now make your motherboard different, unique, yeah. and stand out. Kiss the... One, uh, two, three, go. <laughs> yeah. And that stuff's, not, that stuff's not getting any smaller either. Like, it's not like suddenly the CPU socket's going to get smaller. Or no, this is the big one. Uh, yeah. get, good luck getting that CMOS battery when you go to the graphics card installed. <laughs> yeah, where's, where's that Mori, on that board? Ah. Mori, ah, it's on the back. Oh. <laughs> Go ahead, Ken. Hey, it's not a bad idea, is it? That's true. You could put it on the back. <laughs> put it where the where the CPU bracket would be. Yes. Right. Yep. If you don't have a case with a hole in the back, <laughs> you, are that, screwed. you are you are so pissed. When that ten years is up, so pissed, man. Anyway, Ken, you were gonna say something. I, I'm waiting for the ITX version of the bo- these boards. <laughs> Just all going to be socket. I mean, if you look yeah. at what an ITX board <laughs> would be, it would basically be if you cut it off at that <laughs> at that. Uh, yeah. Thing right, and I, yeah, you slot. You know, yeah. you might have you know you get rid of this debug LED and you move some fan headers over. You might be able to move these SATA ports up. Yep. You know, and you might be able to make a mini ITX version of this. Uh, it's a sixteen layer board. And yeah. what's the point? Yeah. What What do you mean? What's the point? Like, no, that's that. You, there, you there put are that uses. mini ITX platforms with a GTX no. Titan Black. Put that in your Hadron Air and <laughs> suck it, or two ninety five X two, or something like that. I don't know. Uh, so, 
at the beginning of the show, I announced before we recorded that uh, Patrick Norton and I had sold Twitch to Amazon for $970 million in cash. Sweet. Turns out I was wrong, oh. and I misread the press release. And Twitch.tv, oh. uh, the game streaming service, sold not to Google as we had originally, as everybody had originally predicted and had been rumored and been talking about. For a while. For Yeah, I feel like a, more than a month. Yeah. Right? Like two months. Uh, it turns out, ah, screw all that, they actually sold out to Amazon. Um, so maybe they leaked so rumors so that they could get more money in their sale to uh, hey, Amazon. That wouldn't be the worst idea. I've no, ever it wouldn't heard. be. It wouldn't be at all. Uh, it was some Amazon exec shopping, and he put it in his cart accidentally. <laughs> he didn't mean to. Oh, he was just man. looking at it and One bought it. One-click purchase. <laughs> oh, good thing oh. you got these uh, easy returns through Amazon. Oh, it's true. So next week, it won't so be sold. they made it official on uh, Monday, the twenty-fifth. Amazon would be purchasing the video streaming platform. Twitch CEO published an open letter to the community. Uh, thanks, uh, a message of thanks and confirmation of Amazon's acquisition. Uh, the retail and infrastructure giant will pay $970 million in cash. The entire deal is expected to finalize in the second half of the year. Um, what is that picture? Uh, that's one that <laughs> Scott made a while ago. That's the Amazon logo, but it's on fire. Oh. Kindle. And, uh, Kindle fire. So, so what I want to know is when... Like when the when the when this acquisition is over, does my Amazon Prime account account give me no ads on Twitch? Ooh, it would probably do that. Oh no! Now no, they it's claim that it's. Go ahead. I noticed you've been watching this twenty minutes of this Dota uh, game. <laughs> if you want to find out the exciting conclusion, just subscribe to Prime, and you can download it for a cheap price of five ninety nine a minute. Well, they've already got me on Prime, so I mean that that yeah, ship's long sailed. It's a very interesting. Like, I don't immediately see the connection, Amazon, you know, but I mean, uh, it's an incredibly exciting, like, platform. The idea that uh, this company didn't exist three years ago, yeah, it was not a thing, and now it's integrated in the Xbox One, it's integrated in the PlayStation 4, yep. and it just sold for $970 million. Hmm. And I think we're way more exciting than the crap they put on that channel, on, on Twitch, right? So, um, Yeah, but anybody can put crap on that. Yeah, and it, uh, I did find there was a part in the letter, it's completely uh, non, non-topical really, where he talks about where the CEO thanks the users for making it a viable platform. And if you really think about it, if you really think, I would bet almost 0% of what Twitch is, uh-huh. is any of their own content. Right. Right. They, they, they are a company only because people stream their lives, their gaming, their yeah. stuff out to it. Yeah, like I don't think there's any Twitch branded stuff. Uh, like, no, they, they, they do. do some stuff, like events. Yeah. Do. Okay. They'll they'll you know they'll I, like go I mean, to the, E3 and and well, do stuff like officially there. The as international well. content, the Dota Two tournament, is probably some of the most popular content that's ever been on Twitch, and mm-hmm. they produce that. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So they kind of yeah they had like a team that's like if you're going to have a big event you pay us and we'll, we'll so make then there sure is it gets there is there. something there is but it. it it's always interesting to me to, to to look at companies that have none of – in reality, very little of their own value is based on what they are doing. Yeah. This company as a production company is not worth $970 million. Nope. Right? But it's it's all about we have enabled all these people to do all this cool stuff. And because of that, they have – it's like the value of Facebook. Facebook has a website, but it's the fact that there are – I don't know what two hundred billion people or whatever the 
The user oh, gee. It's only 200 billion. billion. <laughs> well, I have at least We're 30. We're a small of empire of 200 so. planets. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, uh, you know, Every tan- tangentially related to hardware, but uh, right. depressing that, uh, that I read that press release wrong. I am immediately returning the uh, three Teslas that I ordered. Uh, I got really excited. Yeah. Pry the keys of my cold dead hand. Yeah, yeah. sorry, you don't get one. Back. Yeah, no, no, back. I'm sorry. While you're in here, the repo guy is outside oh, putting them on it. the uh, <laughs> putting on the thing. So anyway, uh, Seagate ships the world's first eight terabyte hard drive. Yeah, didn't we just get six terabyte hard drives? Well, like, okay, like so, from everybody. So, so this several months ago, a similar announcement came from Seagate. It's talking about, oh, we're going to come out with 8 and 10 terabyte hard drives. And then this one came out again. And, oh, 8 terabyte hard drives. And then uh, it, they're not on Amazon. They're not on Newegg. Um, they won't even publish the specs. They, they are not for, mm. like, we don't have one for review. Um, there's no specs. So it's not here yet. So essentially they duct taped two 8 terabyte drives together. And just called it an annoyed two 4 terabyte drive. I, I'm just kind of confused at this announcement because there was another announcement. They are announcing like an it. Un- uh, industry standard three and a half inch hard drive. Yep. Providing eight terabytes in a single drive slot. Uh huh. Delivers maximum rack density within an existing footprint. What, sure. they, what they didn't tell you is it's eight terabyte SSDs taped together. <laughs> oh. That would be amazingly fast. Yeah. I don't no, know, I don't they're not connected the together. They're just taped together. Oh. With a good raid card, that would be amazingly fast. So, I mean, take the fact that, that it may be a paper launch. Is it... I mean, it, it's it's good. Like, it's good. Do to you think they're putting more yes. platters in? Do you think they've increased platter density? I mean, how do you think they can do uh, that? Since Why looks, not both? This looks like it's more of a random access kind of a thing, so I don't think they're doing the shingling trick. Shingling is where you, you write it, writing a track, the track tends to be wider than what you could read a track. Mm, okay. Right? So there's this trick where you, you overlap cut, a little. You overlap intentionally, <laughs> but then the problem is you can't go back in the middle and like re-overwrite that because mm. now you just overwrote some other stuff. So that right? would improve density. That would, but they're probably not doing that trick. It's probably just uh, it, it's probably just increased density. Just they can they can make it the does incorporate a proven SATA six gigabit per second interface. Oh yeah. So, so and it is aimed at the enterprise, so it's going to be stupidly expensive. Too. Well, if they're, if they're saying if they're specifically saying SATA and not even mentioning SAS, I don't know how enterprisey they're really pushing it. Because you know, usually if it's an enterprise drive, it's SAS slash SATA, yeah. with SATA being the the rare option or the rarer option, right? For true enterprise like drives in a huge rack space kind of thing. But anyway, so Alan, do you do you toss and turn at night saying? Density, density, no escaping, that's for me. No. No. Can you name that show? No. No. Anybody in the channel? In- incredulous. Incredulous, he looks. No, nope, I'm moving on. Young you, Frankenstein. You really? Young Frank. Destiny, destiny, no escaping, that's for me. Uh. You don't. I still don't remember it. Sorry. Nope. I've seen the oh, movie. It's been too long since I've seen that movie. Yeah, I obviously. saw the movie a long time ago. Yeah. You all suck. Yep. Uh, I guess I should put this next story after the other story about Haswell. Oh, look, more Haswell. Uh, but this actually, apparently, somebody just leaked the whole slide deck uh, about the upcoming Haswell e launch to uh, videocards.com. The whole thing? Apparently. I mean, 
there's multiple slides here. Uh, Jeremy, what does this one tell us that may be different from the previous story that we just uh, finished talking about? Well, the one nice thing is it tells us that it's cheaper to have less PCI Express lanes. Ah, I see. <laughs> it, it is an interesting uh, buying decision when somebody's putting something together. Because if you're looking at the 5820, which is the 28 lane one, it's 390 bucks. The 5930 is 584, which is just, or 583, which is just an odd buddy price. And the 5950X comes in at the same price that every Intel flagship processor comes in at. It's going to run you a cool grant. Apart from that, we know that DDR support is going to be the same for all of them, which is nice to know. We also know that these things have almost an obscene amount of cache. I mean, the top one has 20 megs, which I don't know that we've seen before on anything. Keep in mind that the uh, Devil's Canyon has 8 megs. Yeah. yeah so we've jumped from 8, the, the lower end one, uh, and even the lowest end of these, the uh, 5820 is going to be a 6 core, so 12 with hyper threading, has 15 megs, 5930, pretty much the same uh, spec except. A slightly faster. It's got a base clock of 3.5 gigahertz mm-hmm. as opposed to the low end at 3.3 gigahertz. And the 5950 is eight cores, but it's only three gigahertz. So it, it's a wee bit slower. We're going to see, you know, how that translates. And if you want to raise that uh, clock speed, well, it's already at 140 watt TDP. Yeah. So you're going to want that Pelche that uh, Lee built. <laughs> If you want to try and overclock <laughs> this thing, I'm sorry, it's just craziness. But on the other hand, hey, it's going to be fast. It's going to be fun. People and are, are going to buy it. People demand performance increases. Right? Yeah. They want to see the enthusiast platform get faster. And right? now it seems to be doing it by more parallelism. Well, I mean, in yeah. PCI Express well, and in AMD Portland. went 5 gigahertz. These guys are going parallelism. Yeah. Eight cores, sixteen threads. I mean, I think as long as games and apps are becoming more, you know, using more cores, then it's a better way to go. It's an interesting debate, right? Yeah. Because software is typically slower than hardware. Uh, but on oh, the other thing worth mentioning is yeah. native uh, Thunderbolt support, if you want to play with that. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. It looks looks like there's an asterisk by it, and it says motherboards must be Thunderbolt ready. Yeah, if you don't have a plug, it's not going to help. Yeah, I can understand that. Um, But, you know, going from six cores to eight cores, that's where you're going to get the most of your, you're talking about 33% more possible. Well, assuming that what you're running is going to use, because if you're running it with hyperloading enabled, even a six core turns. But then lower clock speeds, and so there's there's all kinds of things coming. But uh, as Ken pointed out, if this is true, the 5820K... Even though it has 28 lanes PCI Express for $389 is a pretty good deal considering you're getting six cores. The yeah. previous one with the 4820 and the 3820, you got four cores. Right. So even that is getting a it's 50%, 50% more. core boost yeah. right, for a pretty modest cost. Right. You're yep. about the same price as a... a, a and, you, and, then, and, you're getting, and you're getting more lanes, PCI Express lanes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you're not getting 40, but you got to pay more for more. the memory. You got four channels of memory you got to deal with. Plus, this DDR4 is going to be more expensive. I mean, yeah, there's other yeah. issues we'll talk about, but and motherboard's um, going to be brand new, so it's probably going to be expensive. Like initially, very possible. Yeah, so mm. very possible. Um, Zotac built an even smaller mini PC. They're using the term Pico, so it must be small. Pico. 
Pico, Pico, the PI320, Jeremy, it's 200 bucks. It is, which is, Look frankly, for a Bay Trail, a brilliant price. That's Bay Trail for 200 bucks? You know it with Windows 8.1. So it you're even getting Windows? an OS with this. You plug that in, it's going to work. Wow. It's smaller than your average Samsung phone. Uh, it's 115 it's mil by 66 by 19. Or in American, it's 4.5 inches by 2.6 inches by 0.75. Huh. It's freaking tiny. It is phone sized. So it's, it's smaller than phone sized. It's Bay Trail, 2 gigs of memory, 32 gigs of storage. It even has a headphone jack. And it has an SD slot, so you can slap in 100 extra, or an extra 128 gigs of storage in there. It's got HDMI in it. It's got Ooh. a car reader. This is, honestly, it looks like when Zotac puts something out, there's always somebody complaining that, well, maybe they could have made it a little bit better. Or maybe could, they could have put this processor in it. Yeah. I don't see anyone complaining about this one because, hey, it's Bay Trail. It's Look, an I mean, unspecified Bay Trail processor, but still, it's yeah. freaking Bay Trail, and it's $200. Look at the Ethernet port size and then compare that to the rest of the, of yeah. the unit here. So right? what would you do with a Windows machine this small? Home Price theater is. PC. <laughs> what? Bolted to the back of a TV. But home yeah. theater PC, you don't have a like. I guess you do use network storage at that point. Yeah. 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 I don't know. You, That's all I do at home. It's the storage is elsewhere. It's not on the, the home theater. Back PC. of a monitor. I don't know. I. Here's I, what I, I think I it's really cool. I just, here's what I want. And I want every, every TV on it too, so you don't even have to worry about running a wire. Like this is every TV you own making it into a computer. I want a touchscreen computer in my shower well the touch screen would be tricky right but then i can just use this as a platform yeah. for it you yeah you're that, touching Ryan. the screen which which hand are you going to use i will <laughs> use both hands oh on the touch on screen. the touch screen on the touch screen he'll <laughs> have an he'll have a built-in webcam it'll do that eye scrolling thing that people yeah, yeah. Showed off. i would yeah, argue scroll up, scroll up. does it a have sword, a stylus interface i would argue that a shower based touch screen <laughs> would only need 5 point multi touch not 10 point multi touch <laughs> Hey, you talk about what you do in the maybe, shower. Maybe at a six point. Can count maybe to six point on the, in the shower. So. <laughs> I'm not going to say what the sixth point of touch would it be. It does have Windows 8.1 with Bing pre-installed. Ooh, that's the free version of Windows. Yeah, yeah, that's how they're able to pull that off. Like, well, sure, part of that price, right? And but how, it's full Windows. And sure. how slow is that eMMC going to be in Windows? Mm, yeah, I mean, well, these I mean, tablets have eMMC in them, like the Windows I, that. It's not that tablet ten you have I mean, on Lenovo. That's don't, what don't get me wrong. It's not like fire breathing SATA six SSD speed, but like you know, it's not horrible. I think that's either. pretty cool. Did you know when it's supposed to be out, Jeremy? It'll be out uh, end of September, maybe uh, beginning of October. I'll take a gross of them. The the power, like the power adapter is bigger. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's seriously the brick. Is really, bigger. the problem. The thing we need now is wireless power. As I have found looking at multiple devices recently, like wireless security cameras, yeah. it's, it's, that's awesome. Except I still got to plug the shit in. Yeah. Right? And so. Yeah. No, there was no mention of true. key support, but then again, even still with key, you've got to dock it or at least put it close to. Yeah, no, support. we need like real, like new technology for that. But so there's actually anyway. three USBs, gigabit, HDMI. Yeah, no, it's 10 100. Oh, it's all really? I think it's only ten one hundred. If you look at the yeah, specs, 10, it's ten one hundred. Yeah, that's no, it's not gigabit. That's surprising. But then again, it's got Wi-Fi, and that's probably what you're going to use anyway. Doesn't make ten one hundred next anymore. Bluetooth, not so much. 
Oh. Clearly. Well, if you wanted gigabit, you could plug it in one of those USB ports. It's it's two hundred bucks. Something's got to give somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, in a couple of places. Well, uh, they could have cut Bing out and made it a little cheaper. In the uh, <laughs> no, that would have made it more expensive. But you're probably right on that. Finalizing into our world of small computers, apparently there was uh, Scott just posted before we started uh, some leaks about the Broadwell Intel Nooks being developed with a Q1 2015 launch, uh, fanless tech got a hold of a semi-redacted slideshow presentation that outlines various models and features um, uh, between Q4 Haswell, Q1 2015 Broadwell Core IX, and Q2 2015 Broadwell Celeron models. Um, Rock Canyon. Pinnacle Canyon. I hadn't realized it got this bad. What, the model Pinnacle Canyon, Maple Canyon, Rock Canyon, Wilson Canyon, Horse Canyon, Rend Lake, Ice Canyon, Golden Lake, Deep Canyon, Forest Canyon, and... (laughs) Thin Canyon. Ooh, Thin Canyon. That's my favorite canyon. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say about all that. Uh, so if we look at, let's see, where are the, here we go. They all seem Broadwell. bigger than the other one we just looked at. Oh, no, they are. <laughs> yeah. But they're also going to be significantly faster. Yeah, that's true. With Broadwell, yeah, Broadwell instead not, of uh, uh, Bay, you know, Trail. Bay Trail. Plus, you'll probably get your gigabit Ethernet that you need so bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, four USB 3.0 ports. Like, if I'm looking at, maybe let's look at this highest end one here, this one that they're labeling Rock Canyon i5 Q1 next year. Uh, two sodium slots. Um, what am I, what, what is that? Two, two, four, two, 6080 M.2 slots? Uh, that's what they're filled with. Are those controllers? Wait a minute. No, that's the different at. sizes of M.2. Oh, two, two, four, two, yep. and then 6080 millimeter. 2242 or. 2280 or and plus the 2230. Oh, okay. Okay, I got you. Right. Mini HDMI, mini DP, um, two USB 2.0, four USB 3.0, uh, eight plus two channel audio, LAN, checked. I don't you know. No, I don't know if it's gigabit. Sorry, Al. Um, <laughs> it probably is, wait, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, M.2, IR, SATA 3, yeah. NFC, wireless charging. Is that what it is? W-C-H-G-H-D-R-S? No. Wireless charging high dynamic ranges. <laughs> wireless charging hard drives. Yeah. Re- no. Wireless charging hard drives. Hard gu? Hard gu? Hard drives. Hard drives. Drives. Replaceable lid. I don't know what any of this means. <laughs> and what happened to wide eye? Yeah. That, Maybe that's what that is. That died a horrible death. Wireless. I don't know. I think it's just wireless charger. C-H-G. Yeah, but what's otherwise known as a battery? Like, a, like wireless yeah, charger won't do that sort of wattage. No, I don't think Wide Eye is definitely not dead. Um, mm-hmm. well, unless they're just putting like a wireless charging pad on it, so you can see your phone not very, on it. It's not very prevalent. Yeah. Do they have on. a really big Canyonero model though? <laughs> no, sorry, it's not wireless charging. It has a 19 volt, 65 watt wall mount AC adapter. NFC yeah, and wireless charging headers. That wireless, wireless charger is charging. also known as a microwave. Oh, okay. Oh, so it's so you can wirelessly charge your phone by setting it on top of the yeah. It, it said that the yeah, or no headers, so you'd have something to plug. No, into it, it said that the lids are replaceable. Also, oh. so maybe you can get a wireless charging lid. That'd be pretty. cool. That's a pretty cool idea. Have your computer yeah, yeah. be your phone charger you as well on your desk. On top of the computer. That's oh. pretty cool stuff. I like it. I, I like it. I would see people taping that to the back of a monitor still, but. Ah, How are you going to stack your pretty, phone on then, it? Then the phone yeah. on the bag is well, kind of you tricky. You don't have to tape it. good visa mounts, but... <laughs> just true. Oh, true. <laughs> so it's meant for you to not be able to put your phone on it anyway. 
Exactly. All right, let's get into our hardware software picks of the week. We'll learn more about Broadwell Nooks. Maybe we'll learn some stuff at uh, IDF. I doubt it, but hey, you never know. Um, so my pick is uh, – it's apparently sold out today, but it did go on sale <laughs> – on the 26th of August, as Asus claimed, the Asus PG278Q. Uh, this is the 25 by 14 G-Sync monitor. Um, uh, I would uh, My pick is three of them <laughs> for a surround configuration. That's only, uh, let's see, is it $1,800? No, $2,400 worth of monitors. Still cheaper than uh, Titan Z. Still cheaper than a Titan Z. You can get three G-Sync monitors for less than the price of a Titan Z. Yep. Uh, it's sold out on Amazon. It's sold out on Newegg. I talked with Asus about it. They said it was the, they claim, the fastest monitor sellout either Newegg or Amazon has ever had. Yeah. If they were on sale by the time I looked at them today, I might have bought one. They were on sale on the 26th, so yeah, well, you're out of luck. Yeah. Uh, I have been told that there is another shipment incoming that may make it. Five. For very early next week. Okay. Um, and it's just going to be, you know, if you sign up for like the new egg notifications and that kind of thing, and uh, yeah. you might be able to sign up for it there. I'm afraid they're going to jack the price up, though, if they're selling out. So nah, far. I don't think they will. Yeah. Uh, I think too many parties involved don't want to see that happen. Everybody except new egg, I guess. Good. Um, can't promise it. I did see one for sale on Amazon from a third party for like 980 bucks. Yeah. But that's kind of what you expect from the third party guys uh very good monitor highly recommended it's expensive you don't really need to buy three of them i guess because uh, then you got to have three high-end graphics cards to push it uh, but recommended without a doubt uh maybe next week it'll be in stock when we talk about it i don't know for sure but maybe maybe jeremy maybe well, uh, we don't really need another way to buy games online, but at the same time, I was kind of impressed by what Show Me the Games is doing. Uh, we've already got good old games on Steam and that, but these guys are doing something that's going to start as a series called the Dirty Dozen Discount, where you're buying a dozen different indie games directly from the programmer of these games. There is no middleman. You're buying it. Straight from it, all the bucks are going to the person that made the game that you're enjoying. Hmm. Uh, it's actually a fairly impressive idea for me, and I'm rather tempted by, uh, sir, you are being hunted. Because, well, I kind of like his sense of humor. But keep an eye on this. It's going to become a thing, apparently. And honestly, keep an eye on the indie games, because the AAA titles right now are just god-awful. Gone home, that's a good one. So is the time like no. how does the, do you buy Democracy three? Do yeah. you buy all twelve at the same time, or you just pick? You see where it says website buy now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Click buy so now. you're buying it, but you're buying it straight from. But just that, not, just that one game. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's not like a a humble bundle. Okay. Which yeah. is another way of doing it, but in this case you're not. Thing, but then the humble bundle is great too because you're donating money at the same time. But in this case, it's just boom. The the developer of this game is getting the money. There is no advertiser. There's no publisher. It's just going straight to the guy that did it or the gal. And honestly, I can respect that a lot. Okay, well, I didn't mean to click on that game. Retro City Rampage. Wait a minute, what? Oh, the buttons are below it, not above it. Yes. Oh. Well, look, I mean, where do the... Yeah, are these two buttons associated with do? this logo or these two buttons no, associated with this logo? They're below it. Yeah, but it doesn't look like it. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. 
Yeah, but yeah, you can get Retro City Rampage, and you can get Retro yeah. City Rampage right now widget. for four ninety nine. Cool. All right, I like it. Cheap stuff, cheap games, and whatnot. Josh, yeah, you're up you know now. I've been using the Corsair six fifty D for a long time. Yeah, now yeah. I like it. They of course have the newer one out, the seven fifty D, and you know what? There's just so much room for activities in that case. For you could probably, you could you could uh, <laughs> you could probably stuff a small child in there and take him across the border. But just probably, right? Probably, you wouldn't know for sure. Yeah, he's no, never I tested would. that. No, never have taken any children out of China. Never. Nope, nope, not at all. Nope. Uh, Bill quality is nice. It looks nice. It's clean. We like clean. I not agree. like, you know. I like those cases that look like the monolith from uh, 2001. Sure. That yeah. works. Anyway, sure, that's my pick. There you go. 139 on special somewhere. That's pretty good. For that yeah. case, considering some of these mini ITX and micro ITX cases are in that same range as well now. Yeah. Last but not least, Alan. All right, so uh, like... I mean, maybe um, least. I'm not, not judging probably, you. I just am saying. I don't know. Uh, a couple of weeks back, I was talking about like eliminating dupes off of all your stuff. Uh, right? Did you, you get a software up? for that already? Yeah, that was a couple of weeks ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, what, duping? Yeah, the, the, no, not deduping, but like finding the duplicate files on your system and manually getting rid of them like okay. duplicate fault right so that's like you're trying to you know do your cleanup on your computer and get rid of stuff and then once you've gotten rid of all your dupes you can use this piece of software now i know ryan you like a different one which i think is what Winderstat. yeah Winderstat for that for this i like one called space sniffer because it organizes everything is that a wiener dog wearing a uh, fire hat Oh, yep. I have sniffing no your spaces. No, oh, no, he's wearing a. He um, to sniff tight spaces. No, that that's a wiener dog wearing a. Uh, uh, a trilby. Yes. Is the, that what that the is? The Sherlock Holmes hat. Yes. Okay. No, the deer hunter is Sherlock Holmes. Hat. Oh, well, yes, that's what. Right. He's, that's it's what, not a trilby. It's a deer hunter. That's what. It lo- that's what. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. So uh, basically, it, it doesn't. It's doing the same kind of thing that Wonderstat and the other ones do, but it organizes them differently. It actually organizes them in like a nested. Like, you know, small, the files are represented in boxes by size. Yeah, Winterstat does that. that. But they're nested just like your folders are nested. Winterstat does not do that. They organize them by file types. Winterstat will be like, here's all your videos. Here's all your... But they are grouped together. They're grouped, yes. But this is actually, you know, you can can double-click on, like, you'll see... zoom in on it. Here's your whole Windows folder. It's Mm -hmm. this big out of your drive, right? And then you can double-click on just that, okay. and it'll zoom in on just that, right? And yeah. you can kind of, you know, you're able to rifle through your hard drive in a capacity-oriented fashion instead of just, here's a list of stuff, mm. right? So it, it makes it... Does it scan quickly? That's one thing I've always been impressed with. Winderstat happens in, like, 20 seconds. Yeah, I mean, it's... It, well, this one, it does it kind of like how Winderstat does. Like, it first opens up and doesn't have to, like, scan the whole drive before it shows you anything. Like, it's refreshing its thing as it finds more stuff. As it's scanning, mm. right? So, oh yeah, here's a little. Video yeah, it just shows it. like a quick animation of how it. It's growing, it. and then you know, and then you can double click on stuff, and it zooms that to like the full screen. And you that's can, a pretty cool interface. Yeah, it's pretty I cool. Mean, it's, you know, uh, just like the way it presents. Now, when it. he dragged something, what happens when you drag something? Works just like you're dragging. You're stuff, moving yeah. files. Yeah. Ooh. Dragon, you better make sure. Weird, well, you know, this better is make sure you know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't don't drag program files into Windows and like, or vice versa. Or, you know, just yeah, don't do that. 
But you know, I mean, it's it's uh, huh. pretty customizable. Works you know fairly quickly. I saw something about like integration with the uh, Explorer, like Windows Explorer. Uh, I think so, but uh, I, how to integrate Space Sniffer in the Windows folder pop-up menu? Yeah, so you just right-click on a folder and then pff, you get that. I prefer to launch it manually because it prompts you for which drive, like which whole drive you yeah. want to look at. Yeah, because that's usually what I want to do when I'm using an app like that. How to like, speed up the scanning? I'm process. like, you know, my C drive is almost full. Just show me the whole dang thing, right? And especially if it's on an SSD, it, the scan is really quick. How do you yeah. ever fill a drive, Alan? Don't you just add another one? No. My home drive, my home system is already a six-way raid, Death Wish raid, so mm-hmm. I can't just add another drive anymore. Hmm. It's it's full. Seems suspect to me. You have a six-drive raid zero. Yeah. Yes, Ryan. Not everybody kills raids by looking at them. They're SSDs, though. But why? Why? It's Never crazy mind. high. I don't, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. It's like three hundred thousand IOPS, man. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, it's really important for playing Eve. Your desktop. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Eve launches Photo like so fast. You have no uh, idea. <laughs> uh, that's going to be it for the show this week. Um, Wednesday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. We record live at pcper.com slash live. And again, if you haven't gone, go to pcper.com slash subscribe and fill out that little form right there for your name and email. We will alert you uh, when we're getting ready to start our Intel stream on Friday for an unknown Intel product. With uh, Intel's uh, Matt Dunford, who is part of their performance analysis team, we could do like a good Q and A and stuff. And we're gonna do a little bit of Q and A. Yeah, we're that's a good to, guy to do a Q and A with. Yeah, probably. yeah, we're gonna talk about uh, some of the platform stuff and everything, and I think it'll be interesting um, to talk with him. And then, like I said, September twenty sixth, a Friday as well, uh, we will have uh, Jacob Freeman from yep. EVGA in studio. Freeman to, uh, to do some stuff. Are we there. gonna give him a crowbar and have him run around the office? No. Are you gonna light? Uh, are you gonna put some lighters in the air and yell "Freeman"? No, no, no. You guys, no? I tell you what, your idea, people. If I've ever met any, you know that. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> um, so thank you for joining us. PCPro.com slash podcast. You can find all the back episodes, find our RSS feeds, find all the videos uh, that we do as well. If you can't join us live, we thank you for hanging out with us. We will see you next week. I'm Ryan Schrout. Jeremy Hellstrom. I'm Josh Walrath. And I'm Alan Mamatano. Thanks, guys. Bye.